0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, Uh, we are still studying Masechet Yevamot, Perek Hei Mishnah Bet, yesterday the beginning, the first Mishnah of this pair spoke about the four actions that a Yavam can af- affect the status of a widow, giving a get or performing halitza, that's one and two, and the marriage part of it would be the ma'amar, that's rabbinic, and the actual cohabitation, which is really called dibum. Uh, those are the four things. Uh, so the next Mishnah, Mishnah Bet, talks about a situation where... Um, a case where the Yavam performed two different acts with the same widow. So how does that uh, play out and what are the ramifications that come out as a result of this? That's what the next few Mishnayot are going to be talking about uh, till the end of the parak, and then it goes into a lot more simpler uh, ideas. So let's begin. Ketzat, how is this so? How do we have two different acts performed by the same brother and widow? Asa ma'amar... If he made a ma'amar marriage with his yevama, so he created a rabbinic marriage with her, and then gave her a get, which ended the ma'amar marriage. She still needs a chalitza in order to be free to marry other people. Case two. Asa ma'amar v'chalitza. If he made a ma'amar with her, a rabbinic marriage, and then a chalitza, Hemenu get. She still needs a get in order for her to release herself from the Ma'amar marriage. Number three. Asa Ma'amar Ubaal. If he made um, Ubaal. He made a Ma'amar and then he lives with her. Ke so that's how the yibum should be done. Right? You make the Ma'amar marriage and you live with her. Okay, good. Um Natan, this is Mishnagimo. Natan get. The ma'amar. first, he gave a get to her, and then he made a ma'amar rabbinic marriage. Mishnah says, get She needs a second get and a halitza. She needs a get to end the ma'amar marriage, and the halitza to remove the biblical yibum bond. Natan get If he gave her a get and then lived with her, Siriha get she needs a get and chalitza. Um, the Natan get v'halatz, if he gave her a get and then performed chalitza, en achar chalitza klum, the rule is, once a chalitza was given, meaning that's it, there's nothing else afterwards, there's no yibum related action that takes effect after the chalitza because it removes all the, the bond. Chalatz, if he performed chalitza with her, asama ma'amar, and then he did a ma'amar, he gave her a rabbinic marriage. Natan get, or gave her a get. U ba'al, or cohabited with her. That's one case. U ba'al, or he first cohabited with her. Ve'asa ma'amar, and then made a ma'amar. Natan get, or gave a get. Ve'chalat, or perform chalitza. En achar chalitza klum. Again, there's nothing after the chalitza. Once a chalitza is done, there is no yibum bond. Okay, so in short, um, after the rabbinic act of marriage that's the ma'amar or the get, uh, the rabbinic act of the ma'amar or the get, whether it's for marriage or for divorce, then um, a second act, whether biblical or rabbinic has an effect. That's what we've learned. But after a biblical act, such as the cohabitation or the halitzah, the second act has no effect. Achat yevamah, achat These rules apply whether it's one one yevamah involved with one yavam, or two widows, two yevamot involved with one yavam. Mishnah does it How does this how does this work? Asa ma'amar U If he made a rabbinic marriage with this one and a rabbinic marriage with that one, two yevamot, so he made the uh, he made the ma'amar with both. Tzrichot gitin, machalitza. They both need two getin and one halitza. Each widow needs a get to end the ma'amar marriage and one halitza to remove the yibum bond from both of them. Ma'amar bazu ve'get lazu. If he made a rabbinic marriage with one of them and he gave a get to the other one. tsicha get The one that had the ma'amar needs a get and one of them needs a halitza. Ma'amar bazu u'ba'al if he made a ma'amar with this one, but cohabited with this one. trichot shenegitin, they each need two the v'halitza <tricot> and one halitza. Ma'amar <tricot> bazu If he made a ma'amar marriage with this one, and did halitza with this one, get, <tricot> the first one needs a get, okay, and that's it, we don't need another halitza because it was done to the second one. Okay, get lazu veget lazu. If he gave a get to this one and a get to that one, they need one chalitza to remove him from the biblical yibum bond. Get lazu uba'al etzu. He gave a get to this one and cohabited with this one. The second widow needs a chalitza. A get and a chalitza. So the get is to end the biblical marriage, which is through the cohabitation. And the chalitza, because the whole cohabitation was flawed, and uh, the aflad yibum does not remove the the bond. Get lazu uva'amar lazu. If he gave a get to this one, and he made a ma'amar marriage with that one, Tzricha get v'chalitza, the one that got the ma'amar, which is the second widow, needs a get, and one chalitza to remove the biblical bond of yibum. Get lazu v'chalat lazu. If he gave a get to this one, and did chalitza with this one, Chalitza klum. There's nothing after the chalitza, that's the rule. Okay, two more mishnayot of these, of these very repetitive types of cases, so hang in with me over there. Ha- yeah. So, if and a get, now, if she didn't go with anybody, The same girl you're talking about? If she did a mamar and give a get? Now. No, you still need a chalitza. That was the first case. Yeah, the biblical bond is, no, she can't go with her, yeah. Chalatz if he performed khalita with one yivama and chalitza with the other, or or he performed khalita with one yivama asama ma'amar natan get ubal, and then he either made a ma'amar, gave a get, or cohabited with the other one, or ba'al u'baal, or he first cohabited with one yivama and cohabited with the other one, O Baal, or he cohabited with one, ve'asa ma'amar natan get ve'chalats, and he made a ma'amar, or gave a get, or performed chalitza with the other one. En ha'cha klum. There is nothing after the chalitza. Chalitza removes uh, all the bonds. Ben yavam echad di The laws apply whether it, these acts, these two acts were done with one yavam to two yevamot. Ben shnei yevamin levamah or whether it was done by two yavams to one yevamah. The last Mishnah in this confusing uh, order of uh, cases. Mishnah Vav in Pirah Halatz, if a Yavam did Halitza with one Yavama, Ve'asa Ma'amar Natan Getu Baal, and then either made a Ma'amar, a rabbinic marriage, or gave her a Get, or cohabited with her. Okay. Then, Ve'asa, uh, uh, sorry, Ve'asa, O Baal, or first he cohabited with her, and then either made a maamar, or gave her a get, or performed chalitza. And after chalitza klum, there's nothing after the chalitza. Chalitza removes the yibum bond. ben This applies whether he performed the chalitza in the beginning, before any other act, or in the middle, like he gave the get and then the chalitza and then the maamar. Ben basof, or at the end. So you might think it's only if he did the chalitza at the end that it removes. No, as long as he did a chalitza somewhere, it removes the bond. However, but with respect to cohabitation, when it's performed at the beginning, before all the other acts, nothing takes effect after that. It, it, it completely erases the Yibumban. Good. But if it's performed in the middle or at the end, then there is something after it. Other things are able to, uh, to take effect. Rabbi Nechemiah says, be'ilah, ben 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 basof and Rabbi argues, and he says it makes no difference whether it was in the beginning, middle, or the end. With regards to a cohabitation or Chalitza, it, there's nothing after it. They were not strict with regarding to a flawed, uh, cohabitation, and therefore it releases the Ibum bond just like the halitzah does. Okay. That concludes Mishnah uh, Perek Hey. Perek Vav. Haba al to, Someone who cohabits with his Yevamah, Ben Beshogeg, whether mistakenly, for example, he thought it was a different woman, Ben Bemesid, or deliberately, meaning uh, he knew he was going to be with the Yevamah, but he wasn't doing it for the sake of Yibum or for the mitzvah of Yibum, Ben Beones, Ben Berason, whether he was forced to do it or he was or he willingly did it. Afiru shogeg even if uh, he was mistaken and she was deliberate, or who mezid vehi shogeget, or he was deliberate and she was mistaken. Hu anus vehi lo anusa, or he was forced and she was not. who hi anusa vehu lo anus, or she was forced and he was not. Echad whether he began the act of cohabitation even though he didn't complete it. or whether he completed the act. In all of these cases, he acquired the Yevamah as his wife, and he fulfilled the mitzvah of yibum. Ve'lo halak ben and the Torah does not distinguish between uh, natural cohabitation or unnatural cohabitation. So even if he if he lived with her and had relations in an unnatural manner, he's still considered uh, his uh, that he fulfilled the mitzvah of yibum. Similarly, Mishnah Bet ve'chen Similarly, if someone cohabits in all of these ways, which was mistaken, deliberately, partial, forced, with any of the arayot that are written in the Torah, um, listed in, uh, in Sefer Baikra, uh, or any of the disqualified women, kegon, for example, Almanale Kohen Gadol, a widow who is forbidden to a Kohen Gadol, Gerushava Chalutzale Kohen ediot. A divorcée or a halutza who is forbidden to a kohen, mamzeret to netina Israel, or a mamzeret or netina who is forbidden to a regular Jew, or bat israel lemamzer or natin, or a regular Jewish girl who is forbidden to a mamzer or a natin. Pesalah, in all of these cases, he disqualifies her uh, from from the keuna. Ve'lo ben And again, there's no difference uh, whether it was a natural cohabitation or an unnatural cohabitation kohen gadol. If a widow marries a kohen gadol, which is not allowed, or a divorced woman, or a chalutza who marries an ordinary kohen, mina erusin From if um, from the time of erusin, which is the first stage of marriage, these women can no longer eat teruma. Uh, that's that's the rule. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shimon Machshirin. However, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shimon still considered them eligible for terumah as long as they didn't perform any act of uh, cohabitation. So, because erusin, according to them, is not enough to disqualify the kohen's daughter from eating terumah. However, all agree with regarding to the following case: nit armelu or nit garashu. If these women were then widowed or divorced from their kohen husbands. Then it depends. Mina nisuin pesulot. If they were widowed or divorced from the state of nisuin, which is a complete marriage, then they remain disqualified from eating terumah, even though they're no longer uh, married to these forbidden men. However, mina irusin But if they're widowed or divorced from the state of irusin while they were just engaged, then they're once again able um, and allowed to eat terumah. Kohen gadol lo yisa almana. A Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow, Ben Almana mina Erusin, Ben Almana mina Nisuin, whether she's a widow from the Erusin stage or a widow from the complete stage of Nisuin. VeLo Yisa Et He may not, um, he may not also uh, marry a Bogeret, even if this Bogeret never cohabited with a man. A Bogeret is someone who is in a stage of 12 years. And, uh, six months. He has to wait till she becomes fully developed. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shimon, um, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shimon hold that, um, she is allowed to marry a Bogeret. Loisat Mukat Etz. The Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a woman who was struck by a piece of wood in a way that destroys her signs of, uh, virginity. Uh, The the whole idea is that uh, he he must marry a virgin. And a mukat etz is someone who may have had an injury. And uh, as a result, she cannot uh, prove her betulim that she was, she was, uh, she is a virgin. If an ordinary kohen got engaged to a widow, liyot kohen gadol, which is allowed. So if he uh, ordinary kohen got engaged to a widow, which is allowed, kohen gadol, and now he was appointed to be kohen gadol, okay? But he didn't complete the marriage yet. So can he can he complete the marriage? Because a kohen gadol is not allowed to to be with a almanah. The Mishnah writes, Ichnos. He is allowed to marry her uh, fully because the first stage of erusin was done while she was still permitted to him. In fact, there was a story, was a story here in the Mishnah that actually supports this. Ummaasebi Yosua ben Gamla. It once happened with Rabbi Yosua ben Gamla. Shekideshet Marta bat Baitus. Who, who got engaged to a widow named Marta, the daughter of Baitus. Why, while, while Rabbi Yosua ben Gamla was an ordinary Kohen. Uminawa <inaudible> melachliot kohen gadol. And the king appointed him to be kohen gadol. Uchnasa, And he married her, uh, fully. If Yavam there was a woman who was waiting for Yibum um, fell to the the, the her dad, her dead husband's brother while he was an ordinary kohen kohen gadol and then the brother was appointed to be kohen gadol even if they, if he already did a ma'amar with her a rabbinic marriage before he became kohen gadol harezelo he may not marry her in Yibum once he's appointed Kohen uh, Gadol. He has to give her a get to release her from the Ma'amar and then perform um the Chalitza. Kohen Gadol Shemet Achiv. If a Kohen Gadol whose brother died, so now the widow falls to him to perform Yibum, the Kohen Gadol performs Chalitza but not Yibum because he's not allowed to marry a widow. And we'll stop here and continue tomorrow.